Hi, everyone, and welcome to the My Message podcast. My name is Kaya Mochitani, and I'm your host for today's episode. Every episode, it'll be me right here. And on the My Message podcast, we are working to make our messy life our message. And so without further ado, let's chat about what we are talking about today. Today, I wanted to talk to you about how to be a good friend, and I wanted to share the reasons as to why maybe some of our friendships have failed, and maybe why um, it is so hard to find good friends. I want to share a little bit of my friendship history. Um, Yeah, in high school, I had a rough time in high school because... um, I was that like super extroverted person where I knew most people, but I wouldn't say I had like the best of friends at school all the time. I felt like at school, especially like I was a little bit so lonely because I knew everybody. I wasn't anybody's like number one best friend. And then um, junior slash senior year of high school, I had a good group of friends who I thought were like, oh my gosh, these are going to be my besties for the resties, like whatever. Um... But you know, high school drama stuff happens. Um, I ended up like completely losing sort of most of those friendships. And I honestly think the reason as to why those friendships ended was because I didn't really know how to be a good friend yet. Like I thought I was always a good friend, but I didn't know to the full extent how to really be a good friend. My ideas of friends kind of changed after this. And then I went to college And I struggled making friends my freshman year of school. I feel like a lot of freshmen do. But I struggled so bad finding people who, you know, were like the same as me. Granted, I met some incredible people my freshman year. But like nobody who I really was like, oh my God, like I'm your person and you're my person. And then I dropped out of school. And then I remember just being so lonely and I remember being so lonely and just praying to God, like asking God, like, Lord, I just pray, like pray, pray, pray that like I'm able to be somebody, somebody and like you would just bless me with a friendship because I had Jake this whole time, but like there's things that like a boyfriend does that are like that, like there's things that, um, you need from a friend that a boyfriend can't do. I think is what I'm trying to say. Um, anyway, I remember just praying out this prayer. And then I met, as a lot of you guys know, a good friend, like my soulmate. Her name's Cal. And um, totally my answered prayer. And we are just so, um, I don't know. I just feel like we're just like we have this healthy friendship that I longed for all my life. And um, throughout this episode, I'm going to share with you guys the downfalls of some friendships, why some friendships fail, and then I'm going to go through and list some qualities in which you need to, that you should be to be a great friend. And I'm going to give you examples and stories and along with verses to back it up in the Bible. So here it is. I feel like a few downfalls in a friendship, especially um, my age. So like 18 to like 25 this age group is that like we're kind of afraid to like express our love towards one another like I remember like I have a few really good like childhood friends who like will be my forever friend forever um but we never hug or we never say I love you and I want that to change so bad so 
Taylor, Olivia, if you're listening, it's going to change and I'm going to be so much more expressive to you guys. But I feel like we're just so afraid to let each other know, like, I actually like really love you and I really appreciate this moment and I just want to let you know how much you mean to me. I feel like as a lot of friendships we have, we're just like so like funny to where like it's hard to get serious sometimes. But I think that serious part of a friend is so important because then it like just cuts off that like um, those thoughts of like, am I really like a good friend of hers? Like it kind of gives you that reassurance, if you will, right? And so I think a downfall is like, we're just so afraid to love on each other. I think another downfall is we're afraid to lose a friend. And with that, since we're afraid to lose a friend, we're not vulnerable enough with them where we don't tell them how we really feel. Hey, by the way, like this really hurt my feelings, how you said this in front of this person. Oh, hey, like, I would appreciate it if you can do this more for me or um, just to let you know like what you did in the past or not the past what you did yesterday like wasn't really okay with me and I just want to check in to see like if you're doing okay I feel like since we're so afraid to like lose a friend and we don't we're afraid of like that lonely feeling that we don't really say how we feel and we don't really explain um situations and we leave so many things unsaid to where then it all bottles up inside of us and then boom like they do one thing and it all just kind of explodes I think that another downfall is which is a quality. Now, I guess like this is a downfall and then I'm going to share like now the qualities, but the downfall is that there's no reciprocation, meaning that like there's always the friend in, you know, your guys' friendship who reaches out. There's always the friend who pays for the meal. There's always the friend who is doing this and doing that and inviting you here and then there, but there's no reciprocation. So I think a quality we need to focus on is reciprocation here's the catch without keeping score reciprocation without keeping score so an example of this is both of you text to hang out both of you text and check in if you haven't heard from you know a good friend of yours be like hey thinking about you hope all is well like how is everything going just because they didn't text you doesn't mean that you can't text them. I think there's reciprocation without keeping score because I think oftentimes so many of us are like, well, they didn't text me this or they didn't say this to me. But what if we were to just reciprocate it with like out of love and adoration for each other? And then when one person doesn't text a few times or one person didn't check in a few times, you don't keep score of it. You know that life happens and you give grace. Um, I think... The next quality I want to focus on is holding each other accountable. Holding each other accountable, meaning I hold my friends accountable to the decisions that they're making. So if they do something where I know that that's not really like them, I feel like as a friend, it's okay to say, hey, by the way, like, I don't really think that you should be doing that. I don't think that that's a great decision for you. Not because you want to control them, but because you love them so much that you don't want them to go through that. So an example of this, an actually great example is there's been so many situations or like um, circumstances where I've dealt with a situation a certain way and I'll tell Cal about it, right? And she's like, okay, I love you, but let's maybe 
like here's another way kind of thing like here's another way you can say this here's another way that you can feel about this and there's also been moments where she's done something and I'm like okay I love you I have your back I support you absolutely no matter what but total thumbs down for me where you're holding them accountable you're like okay again I love you and I support you and I love you with literally every inch of my being but I feel like you're going to regret this decision. And I think that that is so okay to do. And so many of us don't do that with our friends because we're like, okay, but they should live their own life and make their own decisions. Yes, I'm so for that. But I feel like a friend is there for some sort of like hard truths and like structure. I truly do. Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. And I know a lot of you guys know that verse, but I feel like that is so good because when Cal is um, holding me accountable and getting better herself and I'm doing the same, we're sharpening each other. We're like just getting better and better. The next quality that I want to focus on is being trustworthy. And not only trustworthy with secrets, but trustworthy in the fact of like, say what you mean and mean what you say. If you say you're going to, um, you're not going to tell anyone, then don't tell anybody. If you say you will check in, then check in. If you say you'll be there, then show up. I think that there's so much power in the promises that we keep in the words that we say. And to be trustworthy, I want to be able to trust your word. So as a friend, you should be able to like know, okay, am I kind of a flaky person? And what are the ways that I can, um, what are the things that I can do to fix this flakiness part of me? And maybe why am I being flaky? Am I afraid of the rejection? Am I afraid to go to this place? But why am I afraid to go to this place? I want you to dive deeper and I want you to be trustworthy with your words, but also with, you know, just being a friend who can hold secrets and be a safe space and be um, a place where like your friend can be open and honest about however they're feeling. Proverbs 8, Proverbs 18:24 says, "One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother." I want to say that again. Proverbs 18:24 says, "One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother." What if we're that friend that sticks closer to a than a brother to our friends? What if we're a friend that's so trustworthy that whatever we say, they believe because we've shown that trust, right? Okay, this one's a little bit controversial, the next quality, but I honestly feel so strongly about it. It's to be morally aligned. And it sounds a little bit judgmental, but it's really not. When I mean morally aligned, I mean I am not going to be best friends or you know, have somebody in my inner circle who say a drug dealer. Why? Because we morally don't see eye to eye. I don't see selling illegal drugs as something that is good, that is right. No matter what your situation or circumstances, if you need money, I don't care. To me, that's not right. And I don't want to be around that, right? Like, I don't want to be around somebody who is selling these illegal drugs. Morally aligning, meaning... My inner circle isn't limited to, but mostly is a group of Christians, right? People who, like, 
push me to be better towards my faith and who hold me accountable with my faith and who like um, breathe love and light into me, right? Again, I am so friends with people who are non-Christian and people who have different beliefs than me. I think there's so much, um, I think there's a beauty to diversity. But however, like, morally aligning with somebody with the decisions that they're going to make or the decisions that they make, right? So like I am going to be morally aligned with people who don't cheat on their spouses, who don't spend every weekend at a bar. I'm morally aligning with people who are reading their Bible, who are working on themselves, who are on like the same path towards not the exact same path because we're all so different right but like the same kind of path path that i'm on um first corinthians fifteen thirty three says don't be do not be misled bad company corrupts good character what that is so good the people that you surround yourself help shape your character there's truth to that. It says it in the Bible. And there's a statistic that literally shows on average, the top five people you hang around are on average the person that you truly are. And so if you surround yourself with bad company and people who are so unlike you, you're going to end up corrupting that good character, corrupting those morals inside of you. And you're going to change. And I know you're like, okay, Kai, I get that. But like I'm in college right now and everybody around me is like you know drinking so much going to the bar sleeping around all of this stuff and so it's so hard for me to find good people I would rather be lonely than be around people who are not morally like me I am not going to conform to the people around me I'm actually going to stand true and stand tall knowing that if I stand true in the truth of what God says and who I truly am deep down a child of God that I know that I know that I know he's going to bless me with somebody that I know that I know that I know that he's going to have a, like a, an amazing friend waiting for me I didn't meet Cal by chance. I met Cal through God. And so if this is a word for somebody in college or somebody in a friend group who, you know, your friend group is just making some poor decisions, I would rather sit out and stand alone than conform. And that's just a decision that you need to make for yourself and like kind of ponder on. The last quality I want to talk about is as a friend, we need to be understanding. We need to understand where we are both at, where each other are at. And so I need to understand, okay, hey, like my friend right now, she's going through a hard season and she can't show up 100%. My friend right now, she can't give me her all right now because of the season that she's in, because of the schoolwork that she has, because of her family situation that she's dealing with right now, doesn't mean she can never, but right now in this season, I'm going to support her and I'm going to understand where she's at and I'm going to make decisions to help her. Forgive 
being understanding is also forgiving when there's mistakes that you understand that life happens you understand that people make mistakes they understand that there's grace that needs to be given in ecclesiastes 4 10 it says don't don't hold resentment if either of them falls down one can help the other up but pity but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. And in the beginning of that verse, it says, don't hold resentment. Don't hold resentment if somebody's dealing with a situation differently and it's super hard for them. When they're down, help each other up. Be that good friend. I share all of these qualities because I know that they all may sound like no-brainers, but I kind of was like reading through these qualities and like pondering on my own ability to be a friend. And I'm like, okay, but am I understanding enough? Am I reciprocating all that my friends are doing? Am I trustworthy? Am I really trustworthy? Because I feel like the first step is like before we, you know, search for like this perfect friend, we need to be that friend ourselves, right? Like we have to be good first before we can like find it for somebody else, right? And so I'm doing this podcast episode for some of us to just take a deeper look in and just see, okay, am I being, am I morally aligning with this person? Can I be a good friend to this person? Am I saying what I mean and meaning what I say? Am I, am I getting frustrated with a friend because I'm not holding them accountable? Or am I holding them accountable and I'm just not understanding the, the, the truth of their situation right now or the fact of their situation right now? I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast episode. I love you guys. As always, reach out. Let me know how you feel about this podcast episode. My Instagram is kaya.6, K-Y-I-A dot six. Um, I appreciate you. Please share this episode and mean the world to me. I love you guys. Have the best day ever. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. Tune into the next episode. And while you're at it, leave a rating and review to boost the podcast algorithm to ensure that we grow organically. I love you guys so much. Have the best day ever.